Triple check. Discount, double check. Discount, double check. Triple check. Triple check. Come on, Rogers. Whoa. Be playing with that, Jake. They'll be playing with that Jake from State Farm. I'm good to go. Solid. Solid as a rock. Take your time. You know who's saying solid like a rock? Ashford and Simpson. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Remember that? Here you go. Are we ready? Salad! Not runway! It up, we build it up, and now we're solid. Standing on the rock. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, Tina could probably rock it out. Tina Turner. All right, I'm ready when you are. Oh, have I been? That'll be good. That'll be for the blooper reel. I don't know why we don't do blooper reel. I think we should bring it out and prophesy over the greater Daytona Beach area that we are here for Blueberry Reel. It probably it probably makes some hits. And five, this is Wednesday, November twenty fifth. I believe that's right. Is that right? November twenty fifth, Wednesday night, seven p.m. We're shooting it now. In five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. I'm so happy that I get to come and be with you. I promise you got to be kidding me. I was just in a pocket of success. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. The table? Which way do I got to go? This way? Which way? That's the problem with this. It's like, uh, now I'm out. Wait. Hup, hup, hup. Now I'm too far out. Man, you're just. Because we're solid. Solid like a rock. Don't feel sorry. Not to be sorry when you're excellent. This is it. I think the tables. 
Wait. Right there? And then wait. Right there? I think I got to go th that way. Oh, there it was. That was a slip right in. Felt it right there. Bam. Bam. Hallelujah. 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 Lucha, lucha, hallelujah. Okay, we're going to redo it right now. This is the brand new relaunch of November 25th. Tomorrow, the day, tomorrow is the Thursday of then Thanksgiving, right? So good. So I could say something about our special Thanksgiving service tomorrow. What time you want to shoot it? 10.30? Let's do it. 10.30. Boom. Five. And this is the November 25th Wednesday night before the Thursday to 26th Thanksgiving service that we're going to be having. Is that good? Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In five, four, three, two, one. Hey, guys, praise the Lord, man. I'm so ready to come and see you tonight. I got some great news for you. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We're going to celebrate tomorrow with you by having a service tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning, the first time ever we've done a Thanksgiving service online for you. Amen. We've recorded it so we could be with your family. Don't forget, check Tomorrow, 10.30 in the morning, a special Thanksgiving service. I figured this. Somebody told me there's no parade this year. So, you know what? Why not have a show? Come on, right? Get up in the morning, stuff a turkey, and watch me preach the word to you and Pastor Liz. It's going to be powerful. Amen. I'm telling around, but I'm being serious. We are going to have a service tomorrow morning, 10.30, a special First time ever Thanksgiving service just to bring us and you together for the special celebration. We got a lot to be thankful for. I'm excited about it. So that's tomorrow morning, 1030, special Thanksgiving service. Share it. Remember it. Don't forget, click, like, share. Get it out there right now because I'm excited about this word tonight because I know that the word tonight about being thankful is going to change your life. It's powerful stuff we've been learning from the Word of God about building a heart and a mind and an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that your gratitude is the key to your greater success. How many are you excited to sow some seeds, amen? Special opportunities to be grateful is in the area of giving. In Psalm 67.3, we've been looking at this. Man, this has been one of the life-changing scriptures we've used here at the ministry. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is what it says in Psalm 67, 3. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Now, he's talking about praise, the element of praise. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Now, you see right there? Be glad and sing for joy. Watch this. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and the govern and govern the nations upon the earth. Okay, now watch this. Now watch, he says the same exact thing. Let, I mean, if God's repeating himself, he's serious about it. Let the people, come on somebody, let the people, let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Now watch this part here. 
Then, now you better get that. We've been talking about that. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. So the blessing kicks in when you praise God. Mm. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Now, I want you to pull that in. It says, let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. That's your job. Then, now you got to look at verse 6. Now, I understand what you're thinking. You're saying, what do you mean? Then the earth shall what? Yield her increase. That means that you're going to get the, re- the release of the increase that's been held back in the earth by your praise. My God in heaven. And God will bless you or release the power of the blessing because of your praise. Let the people praise thee. Let all the people praise him. So you don't know, you might not know, your thanksgiving is so important to your financial prosperity with your seed. That's why the Bible says to, have, to come joyfully and to give with a good heart or a merry heart or what? A joy-filled heart, right? That we're supposed to give our seeds with praise. We're supposed to bring our seeds with thanksgiving. We're supposed to bring our seed of offering with gratitude. And I promise you this, when you add the element of praise, woo, you better get this, right? You got giving, faith, thankfulness, and praise. Man, that seed is going to produce a maximum return because how many know when you put the element of let all the people praise thee, then the earth shall yield her increase. Woo, come on, somebody. And shall bless us. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. Hallelujah. So, amen. We got four powerful ways for you to give here at Relevant Church. I promise you they are. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to pop them up on the screen right there. And you know what they are, most of you. But for new people watching, we like to tell them what's going on. Here we go, right? You can give online. How do I do that? Well, you go to relevantfl.org. What? Backslash giving. Amen. Relevant, relevant.org, relevantfl.org slash giving. Amen. And when you go there, there's an easy way to open up your account. You know, I think one of the easiest things to do with the church is if you're, if you're a member is open on account. And this way you can just flow in and out of there as need be. A simple way to give is text to give. I, 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 I'm just, everybody's finding new ways to give. It's the 386 Nine six eight eleven zero three number. You go to three eight six nine six eight eleven zero three. You text your dollar amount. You follow the follow the flow. It'll get you there. For all my Cash App people that like Cash App, it's easy. Dollar sign relevant FL. Dollar sign relevant FL. Okay, and you put that there, and you do Cash App for all the Cash App people. Praise be to God. And the people that like mail. How many people still write mail, right? That's pretty cool, right? Write a letter. I think that's cool. Send it to what? 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. Any way you give is safe. Any way you give is secure. But what I need you to do now is I need you to take what you learn and praise the Lord for your seed. Just praise him. Say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Take your seed right now, whether it's on your phone in your hand, or whether you just do it by faith right now. Praise the Lord. Uh, how about you do this? Let all the people praise him. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
We praise you, Father. We thank you for the provision. We thank you for the seed. We thank you for the increase. We thank you for the wealth. We thank you that the blessing of God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. We thank you that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you, Lord, that we call those things that be not as though they were. We thank you that we're blessed coming in, blessed going out. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We've got the power of the blessing working in our life, producing a harvest in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, and everybody said Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. I am so grateful for you to be with me. Don't forget right now. Now, some of you say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm here tonight. What, do I, what, what, are, we, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the pathway to praise. So don't forget, click right now, share this right now. I need you to share because if you care, you're sharing. Amen. Caring means sharing. That means you're sharing the truths that we've learned, and the powerful truths that we're getting with our loved ones. How do we do that? We click the share button. Just go to here. Someone said, I never did it before. Go on your Facebook or whatever you're watching right now. If you're watching online from the app, from the Relevant Church app, hey, man, just tell people, man, we're here. But if you're watching on Facebook or all the other platforms that we use, click the share button right now, and let's help people learn more about gratitude, okay? So here's what I want to talk to you tonight about is what, what is gratitude, how do I walk in gratitude, and how do I continue to keep a heart filled with gratitude? Jesus talked about the importance of being grateful at all times. Now, that's, that's big. He didn't just say, well, you know, do it for the month of Thanksgiving and then go back to being a complainer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, oh, we do this for 30 days and Thanksgiving and then we go back to complaining. No, we're trying um, to build an attitude of gratitude. We're trying to build an attitude of, of, of everything we need to do. We all know, we all know people who have, who have all that they should need to be happy, and yet they're still not happy. You know that? You think, well, you should be happy. And I remember, I remember, I remember, um, this, is, this is how I really, this is one of the reasons why I really, um, leaned into the Lord and got saved. Because I looked at people, I said, well, you're, you should be happy. You know, I, I was with these, I was hanging around, um, I wasn't hanging around, but I got, I got influenced by some people, and I'm like, you got everything you can ask for. You know what I mean? You, you had any, I had people around me that their money could almost buy them whatever they needed physically, but they weren't happy. I had people that had, you know, all this, like, going from they weren't happy. You know, they weren't, they, they didn't have this thing. They were missing something. I didn't know what it was. But you all know people that should be grateful, that should be happy. So that's what happened. I said, I, knew, I went looking for God because I was like, you can have everything in the world and not have God and really have nothing. And I was like, man, this is so good. So we all know people that are in the kingdom or out of the kingdom that have everything that should make them happy, but they're not. They're striving for more. They want something else. Or they want something that just doesn't make sense in the, in the arena. And we all know people who have a lot of stuff not working right, and yet they, they have this radiant happiness about life. Why? Because they're grateful. So I started noticing it, a pattern of life that your situations and your circumstances and where you're at does not determine your gratitude, but your outlook determines your gratitude. Is that Okay. So it's not about whether you got the finances, whether you got the healing, whether you got the, the sane mind, whether you got, it's not about that. It's not about the outward experiences of life. 
that make you a person of gratitude. It's an inward revelation that you're going to be grateful no matter what. Okay? That's really important. So what is the, um, if we could do something, you know, let's just say we could do something here. What is the formal definition of gratitude? You ever, you ever ask yourself that? Like, what is gratitude? Like, hey, you know, I know this, but how do I, how do I define, how do I kind of define gratitude? Maybe that's what we should say. So I got a definition here. I'm going to pull it up on my little screen over here so I can give it to you the way the path, the path, the password of praise. Amen. It is the sense. So write this down. So what is gratitude? It is the sense of thankfulness, gratefulness, and when we receive something of value that is freely given, it is this. So what is gratitude? It is the sense of thankfulness. It's the sense of gratefulness. It's when we receive something of value that is freely given without expectation of recompense. That means we don't have to pay for it. It's not earned. It's not deserved. And it doesn't create a debt we owe. Does that make sense? We're, 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 that's what, so what is gratitude? Okay? It's this. It's a sense of thankfulness. It's a sense of gratefulness. It is when we receive something of value that is freely given without expectation of recompense. So I'm, I can't pay it back. So I'm grateful to God because he gave me salvation. I can't pay it back. And guess what? I can't earn that salvation, and I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyway, and it doesn't come with a debt I owe. It's something that I cannot, and you become grateful when you look through those eyes. Is that, is that kind of making a little bit of sense there where you go, oh, I get it. I see what you're saying. So this is why I'm grateful. I think one of the number one reasons why the believer needs to walk in that place of, of thankfulness is because he's been given so much in God that if he's not careful, he can almost become ungrateful because of, of life, even though he's received everything. And that, that's, really, that's really true because we become real quick, real quick to forget how good God's been. We give thanks. You know what I mean? That's the key. You've got to give God thanks for what he's done and not sometimes the circumstances of life. So here's the thing. What are, and this is really cool stuff. What are some of the natural effects of gratitude? It's like, what are some of the natural responses or effects? What does gratitude basically look like? Okay? It is this. The natural effects of gratitude makes our life better. And I got some statistics here that were really cool, and I wanted to use them. As you cultivate an attitude of gratitude, as you cultivate an attitude of gratitude, right, you're going to start understanding something. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude has been connected with many key factors of quality of life. And listen to this. Psychologically, researchers have positively linked gratitude to better health, better sleep, less anxiety, less depression, kinder behavior toward others, including your family, and a higher long-term satisfaction with life. Now, that's just natural statistics. Isn't that cool? I thought that was so cool. I got some really cool stuff here. And I, I want to I read it to you because, like, sometimes in life I figured this out. If you don't know why you're doing it, you're not going to do it. You know, yeah, it's Thanksgiving and we've got a 30 days of praise, you know. Ah, you know, I know how people are. You know what I mean? Like, so look at this. Did you know this? Psychologically, researchers have positively linked gratitude to better health. 
You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know that? The joy of the Lord. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, joy, joy and health go together. Isn't that cool? I mean, I think that's so good. Because if you think about it, I was looking at this scripture. I'll f- I'm going to find it for you. J- joy and health go together. So what happens when you keep your praise right? Okay? I'm telling you, man, it, it's so true. Because this is what happens with people is they don't get it. They don't understand that joy and praise and thanksgiving keeps you in the right attitude. And look at this. When I, when I read this to you, I, I don't even know if some people know this stuff's in the Bible. But that, that's why I'm here, right? Because you got to understand this. That not only is this fullness of joy or 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 the sacrifice, um, the voice of joy, joy and praise, Amen. The voice of joy and praise brings health to your body. Isn't that cool? I think that's amazing. I, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, man, because that's important. What do you mean health? Well, it brings health to you, Amen. I mean, I don't know about you, but. That's one, of the, that's one of the benefits of this. How about this one? Positively links to better health, better sleep, which is rest, less anxiety and depression. Did you get that? So you're saying that an attitude of praise, that an attitude of praise can eliminate um, anxiety and depression. Yeah. It sets the atmosphere around you and doesn't allow the atmosphere of life to mess you up. Isn't that good? Hey, that's awesome. So maybe you got to start taking, you know, the Bible, the Bible says that, that you're, we're supposed to take the word of God like medicine. Amen? So if we take the, what, what's, your, what's your body going to look? If you had anxiety, right? And, I'm, and guys, look, I'm not playing. This is what I was looking for, and, I, and I'll find it. Um, uh, this is important. I think so important. I don't want to play with this stuff, so I really want you to um, um, be sensitive if you take medicine right now for anxiety or you take medicine right now for anxiety or depression or any of that stuff, guess what? That's okay. But how about this? How about we start taking the medicine of God's word? Right? If you start taking the medicine, look at this. This is what I want you to see. I've been looking for the scripture for a minute. I've been kind of like Proverbs seventeen twenty two. You need to see it. You can put it into King James. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. So look what it says there. So it's better sleep. Look what it says here. A merry heart, merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Did you get that? A merry heart. Isn't that a good scripture? A merry heart does what? Doeth good. Oh, my God in heaven, right? You get that? Look at that. So look that up right there. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Proverbs 17, and I got this for you too. Look, a joyful uh, look at this in the, um, uh, I got into passion. A joy, look it up. If you, you get a minute, you'll find it. I, I, I throw these things in. You, these, they're doing a great job here. Angela's killing it. Um, I just throw stuff in all the time because I flow in my spirit, and then I got to go find it. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. Ain't that good? But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. And it, it, that, that's pretty strong. So joy, so you got to, and here's the thing, right? Now, this is the thing I got to show you something. I'm going to show you another thing here because I looked at this, and I need you to look this up in the message because it's teaching you something. It's your disposition. You have to put this on, okay? So that's not my nature. 
Well, you better. Proverbs 17, 22 in the message. Look at this. And this is all right off the cuff, so work with us. You're doing great, guys. I'm saying to the people watching. A cheerful disposition. There you go right there. Isn't that an attitude? Is good to your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. Did you get that? So what am I saying? You got to get there. Now, you got to get something like this. And this is a big one, too, because I had this in my notes. Um, I, I think people don't realize you think this is going to be easy. You're out of your mind. Um, this, this, you, this, let me explain this to you. Uh, because if you really, really, really understand the word of God, this is going to be something you got to put on. Is that okay to say? You got you to put this on. Worship and all this uh, stuff is going to be, um, all this stuff is a attitude of what you got to put on. <sighs> Does that make sense? It's a sacrifice. All this stuff, is, I, like, I got to put it on. I don't feel like praising. You got to praise anyway. You have to put on the sacrifice of praise. Is that okay? Does that make sense? You know, sacrifice, what's that mean? You got to do what you don't want to do. How about this? Kinder behavior, kinder behavior toward others, including your family. How many of you use some of that? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You better start practicing that right now. Come on. Right? A higher, what? Long-term satisfaction with life. Look at this. This, this is statistically proven. Grateful people fall asleep more quickly at night, sleep longer at night, and wake up feeling more refreshed. Ain't that cool? I think this is great. Because you say, well, you know, Pastor Chris, I don't know. You know, why are you teaching us this stuff? Well, because I need you to get there. Look, it's important. Sacrifice the praise. Sacrifice the thanksgiving. Sacrifice life. Listen to this. Gratitude, write this down. Gratitude, I got a couple more things that this is cool. Gratitude makes us joyful. Write that down. Write that down. Gratitude, t- put that in the comment right now. Gratitude makes me joyful. Come on, put it in there. Gratitude makes me joyful. Okay, and then I got a really cool thing for you. Jo- joy and gratitude are also connected. Joy and gratitude are also also connected. Okay, there is, there's a person, this Brene Brown, I mean, I don't know about all these, these people, like, I don't go, you know, but she's a vulnerability expert. Um, she's, she did a 12-year study on vulnerability, courage, worthiness, and shame. That, and I, we, I've seen some of the stuff before, a vulnerability expert, Brene Brown, right? 12 years studying vulnerability, courage, wor- worthiness, and shame. She found out this. Now, you better get this. This is a clinically studied. This is the natural side. So, like, you go, I don't know why he's asking me to do this. I'm trying to fix your life. I'm trying to get you to get out of these mully grubs and this gloom and doom and getting this thing called joy. She found that practicing gratitude brings joy into our lives. The people she studied who were most joyful made a habit of actively being grateful on a regular basis. So now I want you to hear that, okay? So she did a 12-year study about all this stuff, okay? I didn't study this stuff for 12 days, let alone 12 years. So 
there's a natural connection to spiritual stuff, guys. So put it together. She found out this. The people she studied who were most joyful, so the most joyful people she found actively, actively had a habit of being grateful on the regular. Okay? Practicing gratitude by expressing thanks, writing notes, keeping a gratitude journal brings a lasting sense of joy in your life. You got to express gratitude to be a joyful person. This is what I'm trying to get you to say. You got you put it on. People are doing this. I look in my situation and determine whether I could be grateful. No, you you become grateful and then it changes your situation. That is where the difference comes in. And most people do not allow that difference to happen in their life because they look and go, what do I have to be happy about? What do I have to be grateful about? What do I have to be joyful about? Listen to this. This is a quote, right, from a, from a great philosopher. Everything be can, can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. You could take everything from you. The last of human freedoms to choose one attitude, one's attitude in any given set of circumstances and to choose one's way. What's that mean? That means everything, you're in control. Nobody could take your attitude. You could, they could be the worst case scenario. I'm going to tell you, I started trying this because I would, co- I would start, you know, I was, I'm just being, you know, I'll just be transparent. You know, I'd come off the rail sometimes with stuff like, oh, my gosh, you know. You want to talk about, you know, you almost you got anxiety about it. You know what I mean? You know, it's you want to talk about Philippians. You ain't kidding right there, right? You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, it says in Philippians 4 and 6, um, if you go to Philippians 4 and 4, and we're going to look at this and the amplified, the classic side, because it says um, anxiety, you know, and I want, to, I want you to read this. So look at Philippians 4 4 and the amplified Bible. We're going to break this down. And uh, we're going to see some stuff here, and then we're going to get over. So we're going to see this whole four, and I'm going to read for a while in this this amp. I want to read all the way to like verse, you know, thirteen. So let's go slow. It really tells a lot of stuff of what we need to know. Rejoice in the Lord always. So write that down. Rejoice means what? Be full of joy. Just rejoice in the Lord. Now you're rejoicing. You're not at rejoicing. He's telling you stuff. You're not rejoicing in the circumstances. Rejoice in the Lord always. And and King James says, and again I say rejoice. Delight and gladden yourselves in him and sing. Now that sounds like, you know, Psalms 37. You don't have to go there. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and, 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 and secret petitions of your heart. Did you know that? That's Psalms 37, 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he'll what? He will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. That's what the Amplified says, but I want you to pull that in. He said what? Rejoice, delight, gladden yourself in him. Doesn't that sound all like joy, thanks, gratitude, gratefulness, thanksgiving, praise? Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. You see that right there? Now watch this. Six, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance, 
and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known unto God. You see that right there? So he says, with prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. But he says this, don't have any fret or anxiety. You know why we get fretful and anxiety? Because we react. You know what I'm saying? So I started getting like, wait a minute, man. Maybe it's all about how I'm looking at stuff and not really the stuff itself. Because nothing's really changed. Like if, if you, like this, it says, all right, okay. If you break something, right, it's broken. If I, if I take this laptop and I throw it, I drop it and it, it breaks, Okay. All right, it's an accident. It's broke. What am I going to do? I can respond. I can flip out. Oh, my God. I can go off the rail. It's still broke. And I can just figure it's broke. We're going to have to replace it. What am I going to do? How am I responding to things is up to me, not the things responding to me. I'm responding to them. I understand. There's stuff you can do, even mistakes, even stuff even stuff that we make mistakes in, you got, you, you, it's done. What are you going to do? You can respond. You can freak. You, especially with kids. How about with kids? Oh, my God. I think they taught me more about patience than anything. You forgot that again? I'm thinking, oh, my God. What am I going to do? Scream? Go off the rail? It, it ain't going to make the thing reappear in their lunchbox. You know what I mean? Or you're not going to make it reappear in their gym bag. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go off the rail? It's done. Now, how I respond when it's done is going to determine my level of stress. So are you going to just be like, you know, you know, you get the phone call in the middle of the day. Hey, Dad, I left my gym clothes. Oh, my God. All that's going on. Bottom line, you're, you're going to get the gym clothes or you're going to, he's going to, he's going to get in trouble or something's going to go down. Well, guess what? It's not going to change what now you've been affected by. So it's really about how are you responding to things is the determining factor of whether you're going to be fretful or anxious because stuff's happening all the time. So it gives you the position, the posture of the pause. I've been real big in that ever since we did that series. Take time in God's presence to pause. Just pause. Take, a, take like a, what am I going to do? Just take that minute where you just say, hey, what are you going to do? Just pause. Okay. We can't do nothing about it. We're not going to be able to fix it. We're just going to have to deal with it. Now, how we deal with it is going to determine the rest of our day. Have you ever done this? Have you ever gone off the rail about one little thing and ruined your whole day? When you could have just really accessed a place like, hey, stay joyful. Why can you not stay joyful? Like, if you're sitting in the middle of traffic and you stay joyful, the traffic's not affecting you. You're affecting the traffic. If you're here and there, you know, Stay joyful. I don't know about you, but I, I'm real like this, like especially in, in public. I'm probably worse in private than I am in public. But, you know, like you see people like freaking out in a restaurant or something like, what, do you, what, what are these people, you know, like what are you going to do? I mean, if something was a mistake or something was wrong, but you see people freaking out everywhere you go. Like I was just somewhere, I don't remember where I was last time, and somebody was trip making a big scene about nothing. I don't really want to function like that. Maybe I got more internal frustrations than I do external frustrations, and I'm working on those. But how about this? It's all about how you're looking at it, man. You could go off the rail 
about something so stupid and ruin your whole day because you're not being thankful. Hey, be thankful. You know, like be thankful maybe. Be thankful you're out. Be thankful you got the money to go to dinner. You know what I'm saying? And I, I get it. I don't want to always be like, well, people don't do their job. I understand there's a level of sometimes correction needs to come in. But what I'm saying is if something gets messed up, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, no, look at the bright side of it. Thank God you're with people you love. Thank God you're with your family. Thank God, I don't know, thank, make, a, make a great situation out of maybe a bad experience. Why? Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer, definite requests of petitions, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours. Do you see that? Now watch this. This is powerful to me. The tranquil state of the soul. Man, have we not been talking about the soul? We just left Hope Summit a couple of days ago saying that's where the problem is. My soul's all over the joint. My mind's all over. My wills, my, oh, my emotions. I'm like a roller coaster of drama over here in the soul. And he said, hey, you want to get your soul to be peaceful? You want to get the state of tranquility to manifest in your soul? How do I do that? Prayer, supplication, requests made known unto God with thanksgiving, and God's peace will be yours through salvation in Christ. So fearing nothing from God, God's on my side, and being content with its earthly lot of whether sort it may be, that peace is coming, which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Did you get that? The peace which passes understanding. You're gonna be, people are going to be looking at you in the middle of crazy going, why are you so calm, man? I told you all that. I told you guys this. I'm going to tell you, I went through like this little thing, and it, people are like, oh, you got to be messed up. I said, I'm not. And I couldn't figure it out. And they, I said, I don't. I said these words. I I said these words so many times. It was almost like, I don't understand it. I'm okay. I was like, literally, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. People are like, hey, this should mess you up. Why ain't you messed up? I said, I don't know. I don't understand it. And I said, like, I don't know. And then one day the Lord said, peace that passeth all understanding. Totally slipped me. I said, that's what I'm in. How'd I get there? I believed the word of God more than I did the circumstances. I believe the word of God more than I did the responses of people. I believe the word of God more than what I saw. I believe the word of God more than anything. You see what I'm saying? And I put my prayer and petition. I just thanked them and walked away. I had not a care in the world. People were looking at me. People were so concerned about me not taking care, they tried me to find some. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Why? Because here's the thing. For the rest, brethren, now watch this. Whatsoever is true, whatsoever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemly, whatsoever is just, pure, lovely, lovable, whatever is kind and what? Winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is any anything worthy of praise, think and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. See what he's saying? So don't let your mind... Go running off in the anxiety, the problem, the fear, the fret, the drama. 
Why? Because if you're not careful, you're not careful, you're going to slip into a place where you shouldn't be because your focus is messed up. Now, a lot of times your feelings are where they are because of where you're focused. I've told you that. If all you do is look at the negative, you're going to come out negative. If all you look and see what you don't have, you're not going to be grateful. If all you look and see is what God hasn't done, you're not going to be thankful. If all you're going to look and say what God has not brought you to or done or what you don't have and who you're not, all you're going to do is be, you're going to be ungrateful. Because here's the thing. Watch what he says in verse 9. Then we're going to go 10 through 13. He says what? He says, practice what? Now, guys, if this is not the answer to it, I don't know what it is. Practice what you have learned and receive and heard and seen in me. Practice it. Practice thinking it. Practice this thing. Say, come on, I'm coming at this thing. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be joyful. I know it's not great, but I want to try to find something great in this mess. Amen? Model your way of living on it, and the God of peace of what? Untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. Don't that sound good? Untroubled and undisturbed well-being. Now watch this. I think this is good, okay? Because he goes on to say this. He t- he pulls. Now a lot of people don't know. He pulls us all together with this thing. He goes, "Whatsoever state you're in, be content." Now that's how he told you. He seals the deal, Paul. I was made very happy in the Lord that now you have revived your interest in my welfare after so long a time. You were indeed thinking of me, but you had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. He was saying, look, he said, I know you guys want to give to me, and I think that's great, but guess what? I want you to know that I'm not in any kind of want. I appreciate your wanting to give, but don't you think you're giving because I'm in want. Not that I'm implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I'm in. You better get that right there. No matter what state or condition my life's in, I'm not going to get to the point where I become disturbed or disquieted on my inside. I'm not going to let the state of where I am make me get dysfunctional in life because it's so hard. I, I told you as I was laughing. I said, I read that scripture with that. I said, I was in Oklahoma. And God bless the state of Oklahoma, but you know what I'm saying? You're in Bible school, and it's the last thing sometimes in the world you want to be doing. And I said, man, I got to be content in the state I'm in. I was like, yeah, that's Oklahoma right now. You know what I mean? Is it okay? Some some of you are saying, yeah, that's Florida right now or where you're going right now. But I want you to know you have to be content in the state you're in, meaning like the position, not the physical geography. I That was cute. I was being funny. But some of you know exactly what I'm saying. Maybe you got to go somewhere for a job or something following the plan of God, and you got to go, for I know how to be abased and live humbly, okay, in what? In, 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 in just really messed up circumstances. I know how to have plenty in abundance. I've learned in any circumstances the secret of facing, I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare 
having sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self, my God in heaven, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. My God in heaven, ain't that good? I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Isn't that sweet? So whatever state you're in, be content. Very, very important. I'll tell you right now. I, I I think it's massively transitional for people because they don't understand. How do I get from where I'm going to where I need to go? And if you don't understand this thing that the power of thankfulness, the power of gratitude, you know, Jesus did it. Remember in the Bible? It solved problems. Thankfulness solved problems. He took communion and he gave thanks. Amen? Why is he giving thanks for communion? Because he knew that the sanctification of mankind was in his sacrifice. Every time we do it, we give God thanks. Thank God he died on the cross. Thank God he paid the price for my sins. Jesus took loaves and fish and gave thanks. Miracle provision was found in thanksgiving. What? Redemption qualities were found in thanksgiving. It's telling God, when you believe, you receive when you pray. Amen? You believe, you receive when you pray. What's that? Thank you, Lord. It's an element of prayer. It's an element of receiving. Thanksgiving, gratitude, thankfulness, it's an element of receiving. If somebody hands you something, what do you say? Thank you. You believed it. You received it. So this is what I'm saying. Here's another big thing, too. We honor God when we thank him. Write that down. Put that in your comments. We honor God when we thank him. Come on. Pop that in the comments right now. We honor God when we thank him. Look at Psalm 50, 23. It's so good. We honor him when we thank him. It's a form of honor. If you're not honoring God with thanksgiving, then guess what? You're not honoring God. Look at this. Psalm 50, um, 23. He who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honors and glorifies me. So we bring honor and glory to God when we bring him an offering of thanksgiving and praise. And he who orders his way aright, who prepares the way that I may show him, to him will I demonstrate the salvation of God. He who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honors and glorifies me. You see that? So what happens if you don't bring him this offering of praise and thanksgiving? You ain't honoring and glorifying the Lord. So this is what I'm saying, the prerequisite of praise, the pathway of praise, thanksgiving. This is an attitude of the heart. Amen? Isn't that where we started with Psalms? You want to see it? Remember we've been in Psalms 100? We've been in Psalms 100 in the Passion Translation, my God, for a month. If you ain't figured it out by now, I don't know if you can get it. But praise be to God, I'm going to pray you do. Remember what did we say? It's the pathway of praise. Look at this, man. You know where I'm going. Verse 4, Psalms 100 in verse 4 in the Passion. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. So that's this. So say God, so visualize this. Visualize this. There's open gates. Now it says, let me read this to you. You can pass through 
his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come and bring your thank offering him and bless his beautiful name. So let's just say there's a gate. You ever go to, sometimes you ride by some of these houses that got these big, huge gates, right? You can't get in without getting in the gate. I, I just got in somewhere not too long ago. You got to have the, you, you pull up and they got a note and they let you in the gate, right? If you don't ain't got the password, you don't have the punch key, you ain't getting in that gate. You can stand there all day long. Try 100,000 combinations. You got to know the numbers, right? And you get in. But let me ask you this. If God said, hey, I got a gate, that's what he just said, you could pass through the open gate. So the gate is open. You see this? This gate ain't closed like you show up one of fancy communities. Like, they got a gate. You know? You know, like some of those people <laughs> ain't supposed to be in there, and they try to, like, bumper ride the other person that gets in. You know, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I live in a gated apartment complex. You know what I mean? And, like, ain't nobody care about that gate. Everybody dodges it, and they hide behind the next one driving. But you know what I'm saying? You go to one of them real fancy neighborhoods. Come on, somebody. And they got the gate outside. They're like, you can't get in unless you got the You sit there all day. Days will go by. You'll be out there, right? You got to get somebody to get you in. But here's what Jesus said. Now, look at the word of the Lord. He said, you, now pull up this. It's like you pull up to the fanciest neighborhood, and the gate's wide open, and there you are. But the gate's open because Jesus don't ever shut the gate. Gates are open. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Even though the gate's open, you still got to have praise to go in and come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Man, come on, man. Don't complicate this. Thankfulness and praise. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You come right in. So if Jesus, so now just pick this up. Here's this big, huge gate. Huge gate. I, I see the biggest gate i ever seen. I went to a game park in Africa. They got gates. The gate looked 40 feet in the air because, you know, I got to keep the drafts in there and all that stuff or whatever. I don't know why it was so high, but whatever, right, because everything else was closed in in this one section, and they let you in. So picture this gate, huge gate, right, open, and then Jesus is sitting over there, and he's like, what's up? And he's like, man, it's Jesus. And he said, yeah. He said, you know how you come in? Where's your praise? This is all he's at. Come on, why, why come? Well, I'm going to come in there and sing a song. No, where's the praise? I'm going to come in there with an offering. That's cute, but how do he say to come in? Give me the praise. It's the password for my presence, and when you bring me thanks, thanksgiving, you're going to come right in. Why are you not coming to him with praise and thanksgiving? Just give him what he wants. Come bring your thank offering to me. You see that? Gratitude is a permanent pathway to change. This is how you change. When you get in God's presence, you're going to change. Growing one's gratitude appears to have a radical and transformational effect on your character because it is one of God's primary vehicles for including other Christian qualities. Do you see that? This is where change occurs. Gratitude opens the door to God's radical, transformational character effect because it is one of God's primary vehicles for what? Inducing or producing Christian qualities. So once you get this gratitude thing going, he's going to work on other areas of change in your life. Gratitude does all this by setting a new thought and context for processing our circumstances in life. Now, you better get this 
This is a powerful statement. Gratitude does, how does, how's gratitude change my life? Here's how it does it. Gratitude does it like this. It does all this by settling new thoughts and brand new context of processing our circumstances in life. A context of an abundant life. A context where everything we have is a gift. A context where we see everything clearly all the way and everything we really have in life and where we recognize that things could always be worse. Within this context, our view of the entire world is different and we are suddenly empowered by what? The people God calls us to be, to be more deeply loving of God, of people, and ourselves. Does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? So gratitude just starts changing your whole context of life. Like, I'm going to be grateful. It changes your behavior patterns. Gratitude does all this by giving me new thought processes about how to process the circumstances. Like I said, it's done. What are you going to do? You got to get this, man. I'm telling you, people don't understand this. And because they don't understand it, they just keep, oh, you know, when my circumstances are better, I'm going to praise God. He said, no, present your body a living sacrifice. You know what that means? You're going to be kicking and screaming all the way in. Amen? Growing gratitude by disciplining your mind is the key. We've all experienced moments in life when we suddenly can become um, overwhelmed with the ability to receive the blessing of God, and it really fine-tunes your life. Like, you could be looking at it, this is so bad, but then all of a sudden you see this magnitude of the blessing of God. Why? Because here's the thing you got to understand. If you keep reminding yourself about how good God is, right, this is going to change your outlook on life. If you keep gratitude, like, watch this, I don't care what it is. I hate my job. I hate my job. My job stinks. Blah, 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 blah. What what kind of employee are you going to be? But if you get up and go, thank God I got a job. Thank, it might not be the job I want, but thank God I got one. And I'm going to praise God for the one I got until I get the one I want. See what I'm saying? It's attitude. You got to get there. I'm telling you what drives. Write this down. What drives gratitude is proper perspective. What does drive gratitude? Proper perspective. You got to see clear. Okay? You got to remember from moment to moment what God has done for you. You can't forget. Don't be like those nine lepers. Don't be a forgetter. I'm telling you right now, high-producing Christians or Christians with high virtue are perpetually aware of their bountiful life regardless, no matter what the circumstances say. They have come to a place to train their mind to think about the good stuff going on in their lives rather than the insufficiencies that are happening in the moment. It is this habit, a habit of keeping right perspective that transports them to the next level of gratitude and the next level of character. This is the stuff that could change your life because everything could become different for you right now if you start today by implementing these powerful truths. 
So to facilitate this massive transformation, it's going to be easy for you if you can encapsulate some of these things. Remember this. The most important thing for you to know is the most fertile ground for growing gratitude is a thought life that purges itself from wrong thinking and f- does not allow itself to be affected and by, by negativity. It eradicates all the foolishness of envy and comparing and comparison and all this nonsense and replaces those thoughts with reminders of how good your life really is. The Apostle Paul has done this in 2 Corinthians 10.5 where he told me and you, take every thought captive and discipline it because you cannot allow these unproductive thoughts, mind-dealing, to arise in your mind, take your focus, ruin your consciousness, and allow to set, man, you could be sitting in the middle of a mess and still have your praise on. It's time to train up in praise and it's time to allow your praise to triumph you in every situation of life. Why? Because this is the thing you got to do. Make a habit of thinking about the blessings in your life and thank God for them. Make this practice throughout the day, every day. Consider keeping an open mind of gratitude in every series of things, everything in life. Watch out for replace, you have to watch out for negative thoughts. You have to replace them because they're dangerous. Replace those negative thoughts with thoughts of thanksgiving for what is God has done and for what God will do. And don't give me the, well, he hasn't done nothing. He did it now. He saved you. So don't go get into all the what if God didn't do, okay? Practice this and make this a way of life. Gratitude. And when we're done with this series, don't leave it. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thank God. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I say fake it till you make it. Put it on. Create the habit of thanksgiving. Take time each and every day to be thankful. Just be like, praise the Lord. You know, there's times I had to praise the Lord. I didn't feel like praising the Lord. I didn't feel like saying thank you, Jesus. But you can't be like that. You can't get so selfish that you want to just, well, God, you know, I don't think it's good today. No, create the habit. And here's the thing. Get the grat. Man, this is so good. Engage. This is going to be so good. Engage in this gratitude growth program as a part of your life. Uh, did you hear what I said? A gratitude growth. Woo! Watch this. A gratitude Growth program as a part of your life, becoming more God-centered in your person. Meaning like, hey, man, I don't know about what's going on, but I can change it. I'm telling you, you 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 have to practice the discipline of gratitude. Practice the discipline of thankfulness. Practice the discipline of of joy, practice the discipline of praise. And y'all know this one because this is Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I'm going to show you this one more time because you need to see this because people think this is just going to happen by, oh, you know, this is just going to happen. Okay? Now, now this, 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 this is important. Um, um, you can go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. You want to see it in the Passion? 
Let's see it in the Passion, because I think the Passion is going to read it clear, okay? And I'm going to give you a minute. Because you know what it says in there? I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, acceptable, which is reasonable service unto the Lord, presenting your body a living sacrifice. Now, look at this, okay, because we're done. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Now, he's saying, what should your response be to God's wonderful mercy? I encourage you, surrender yourself to God to be a sacred living sacrifice. Now, you know what a sacrifice got? It was burned on the altar. Okay? So guess what? You are going to be a sacrifice. Okay? Now, you could come kicking and screaming. My God in heaven with the Holy Ghost and my God in heaven with the Holy Ghost with whipped cream and cherries on top. Did you get that? Did you see that? I encourage you. He's telling you, I encourage you. Surrender yourselves to God to be a sacred living sacrifice. Okay, living sacrifice. Now, sacrifices were brought to the altar. Okay. Live in holiness. Experience all that delights his heart. That's God. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Now, stop right there. Because half the people in church don't know jack about this. I'm going to mess up the church. The church is a joke. Now, I'm, because they don't talk right. Because here's the problem. You, this is what, let me tell you something right here now. I don't really care because I'm not going to get in trouble with you guys. Listen, I'm not going to heaven and get in trouble with God because of you. You can forget that right now. Okay? Because half these pablum pumpers, they're, they're going to be in trouble. I am not. This is ridiculous, the stuff we give God in worship. Sunday morning, nine out of ten places I've been, no, Sunday morning, every, every worship service I've ever been in is a joke compared to what God has done for mankind. I, I said it, and I ain't taking it back. You got... Eight people out of 80 really praising God, and the other 71 people are standing there like with an attitude because my life ain't too hot. That's not your act of worship, guys. You bring it anyway. You bring it anyway. Well, you know, things ain't going good in my marriage, so I give you pinky praise. My kid ain't acting right, so I give you two fingers. Come on, man. Cut it out. You should be prepped before you come in the building to give him crazy praise. You ain't going, you ain't going crazy. That's why you give him praise. You ain't going poor, broke. Give him praise. You ain't going to be sick. Give him praise. Look at this. Watch. You don't, you don't think I'm kidding? Look at this verse 2. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. My God, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Bring that worship of praise. You see that? I talked about that a couple Sundays ago. Amen. When I gave you this scripture, I started this out. I said, this is my reasonable act of worship. Did you get that? For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. People think, worship songs? You know, we got all these great music. You know, God bless all these music people. You know, you got the hill songs and the elevation. And I love the music. But I don't care about the song. 
It's the attitude of the person singing it, man. I'm not going to give God no praise. My life ain't great. Nobody God didn't tell you to give, you, give him praise because your life's great. Great is your life, so give him praise. Great is his life, give him praise. We got to teach this to be, well, you know, I, I don't like the music. We ain't singing to you anyway. You know, pastor, I don't really like to worship in our church. I don't really. Well, but good. We ain't singing to you anyway, so hush your mouth and go sing the songs we tell you to sing. And don't come in here with that half jack. I told them one time, you know, they bought me a Nerf gun. Did you know that? They bought me a Nerf gun. I said, what do you want a Nerf gun for? I said, I'm going to shoot all the people in the church that ain't praising God with it. They bought it, put it on my desk. Pastor Liz hid it from me. I'll bring it out here and shoot you in the forehead with it. I don't care. They're new visitors. I could care less, new visitor. And I'm not a mean guy. This is not mean. We don't educate the church. We let them come as they are. Stay as you are. Come as you are. Stay as you are. Be as you are. Do what you want to do. Man, that didn't happen in the kingdom. That's baloney. That's garbage is what that is. Garbage. And you say, well, you know what? That's why you got, you only, that's why Pastor Bruce, you only got a couple people in that church. You ain't got a lot of people in that church. Jesus had 5,000, chiseled it back down to 12. He never ran in a big pack because most big packs don't pay attention. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could put 9,000 people in a room if you tell them all what they want to hear. My job is not to tell you what you want to hear. My job is to put in your ear what he told you to hear. You deal with it. He got 5,000 people. I'm going to tell you right now, he had 5,000 people. He said, eat my body, drink my blood. You know that was what that was about? He went to Hebrew people. He had 5,000. He had multitudes around him, multitude plus. He said, eat my body, drink my blood. He said, the Jews couldn't understand them. They left. That's when Peter came to him and said, where are we going to go? He said, you leaving too? Multitudes of thousands. He said, eat my body, drink my blood. That was more symbolic than eating, of, eating his body and drink his blood. That was about follow my life and be what I said to be. Eat my body, drink my blood means what? Be a person that's a disciple. Be a true disciple. And they left. He didn't go chase them down. He said, Peter, you leaving too? Peter said, what is this guy, kidding me? Where are we going to go? You got the words of eternal life. I'm not trying to say the kingdom's hard, but I'm going to tell you right here now, this simple, soft, oh, no, wide is the way to destruction, narrow is the way to everlasting life. You don't get to come in the kingdom and demand what you want. You come in the kingdom and yield and submit and humbly obey. The king, the king is here. Walk in this building, the king is here. Jehovah God, the Almighty. Let me tell you right now, he said in the last days, he's going to pour his spirit out. Ananias and Sapphira died in the presence of God. If the church sees the move of God, half the people be dead. Don't show up right, don't act right, don't want to walk right, don't want to talk right, but then we're the disciples of Christ. We're the believer. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, guys. I'm not on a soapbox. Come on. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I'm there. I'm talking about check up from the neck up. Are we being what we, are we living up to the label Christian? This is about me bringing my praise. I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to praise you. Yeah, I love Habakkuk. Didn't you love that Habakkuk scripture? Oh, my God. Habakkuk said, the olive ain't growing. Are you, oh, my, I, I'm done. Are you not kidding me? When it's working great, you the first one with a tambourine. Woo! Yes! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! When it's good, you the first one in the praise party. Yeah, when it's not good, here's you. I don't want to even be here. He don't do nothing good for me. Well, God's all right. 
It ain't all that. Come on, man. He said it's a sacrifice of praise. Your reasonable act of worship. Surrendering your life. How about you coming here? Man, I'm coming here Sunday, Pastor. I don't care what happens. I'm putting my praise on. The king's here. You know, I don't. Heaven's going to be loud and noisy. You better get used to it. And you got to take your place. I got excited about it, but you know it's true. It's true. How dare I can't bring him praise. He died on a cross so I can go to heaven. If he never did another thing for you another day of your life, he did enough. He did enough, guys. He did enough. Jesus, my God, my Messiah, the king, the king. The king's here. Stop looking at your circumstances and situation. No, the king is here. Not everything's going to work out all right. He wants to still see if you can praise him anyway. Because what good is your praise anyway if he can't go through some pain? You qualify your praise through the process. Let it be. I promise you, I got to go. But I'm telling you now, don't forget, it's going to be changing your life. This whole month should have been changing your life. Next, we're going on a new series. You know, now we got this. We got tomorrow about Thanksgiving. We got the weekend, and that's it. Then we're going to go get in a here comes the king or something, you know, because we're getting ready for it. But I want you to know, you better be ready for this. This is an attitude of worship we need to, we need to design. It's not going to come by default. You're going to have to design it. And if you design it, you can be part of it. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you, each and every person today. I thank you, Lord, that they've been blessed by today. I know I challenged some of them. I challenged myself to go to another level of thanksgiving and praise. But I promise you this, just because I got it, I know I'm going to do it now. I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to say it, sling it, say it. I'm going to say it, sling it, say it, speak it, walk it, talk it, be it, do it. I'm going to make sure I'm a doer of the word, not just a hearer. I'm going to be blessing you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Listen, I love you. God bless you. I kept you a little bit tonight. I thank you for staying with me. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Me and Pastor Liz are going to be there tomorrow morning, 1030. It's a video only. We're not in the building. It's online only. We wanted to come to your house for Thanksgiving because you didn't invite us, so we're coming anyway. We're like those relatives that just show up anyway. Tomorrow morning, 1030, save us some food. We're coming to see you on the internet. We love you. God bless you and have a happy Thanksgiving. If this is the last time I'm going to see you, I'll see you Sunday and we love you guys. God bless you.